What is up, wonderful listeners? We're so glad that you're joining us again. This is our third session in this brand new campaign. For the past two weeks, we've been wrapping up a prologue. Right now, we're getting ready to jump into the actual meat of this experience, which I'm pretty excited about. We are a man down. Cue the taps. Uh... Lance is out tonight, and we're really guest do. down, so we only have we only have three party members. Last time there were five, uh, but that's okay. We won't let us weigh us down too bad uh, tonight. Danny, Mike, and Adam are all here, as of course am I. Uh, so before you listeners use your imagination, I mean, is there some way we can like put this up in the show notes? Put up the map picture? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the show uh, notes you will find a picture of this map. For an ex- I don't know. <laughs> Get on Patreon. Okay, anyway, uh, if you're not a Patreon member, you should, because there are fantastic reward tiers available, like getting to come to my house and, and uh, feed my child. That's not that's not a real thing. Uh, but you should do it anyway. Uh, hopefully, you'll have a picture of the map. If not, use your imagination. Uh, players, before you, I have created a map. This is a map of this area of, of the world that we're in. Right now we're, we're discussing pizza, which also is something that you can participate in if you subscribe to us on Patreon. Uh, third tier Patreon subscribers get to choose our pizza toppings each week. Nope. Pretty picky about that. <laughs> I'm just not. realizing I may have control issues. This is not that podcast, though. Keep going. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> let, me grab my, let me grab my trusty note sheet here. Bam! Okay, so before you guys, like I said, you're seeing a map of a portion of the globe. Uh, this is kind of the known world that you interact with right now. The stuff that's really meticulously detailed up there in the corner is the kingdom of Valdun. Ooh. Valdun is a kingdom that's ruled uh, the chunk of, you see all the orange stuff? Basically all of that area. Is the kingdom of Valdun? I should write this down. Wait, yeah, that's no, cool. I'm gonna have this. Uh, I make the podcast. <laughs> I'll have the audio. Go, okay, yeah, go ahead. I'll take notes later. So, uh, the the southern border for the kingdom of Valdun is that uh, inlet right there of water, the big one. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Uh, between like A and D on the map. V A O. Right there. Austria, that D, inlet. Okay, yep, yeah, that yeah. inlet. That's C right there. Oh, so okay. This is all ocean. All that's ocean. Water. Ignore the dollars. Those are not actually part of the globe. Okay. So, again, that inlet uh, right there is kind of the southern border. Uh, the, the kingdom border goes under D and E as well. And that little blob uh, close to Adam and Mike is a mountain range. Mm. Uh, there's also a mountain range up there at J. But let's start from the beginning. And you have to forgive the weird order that I labeled these things in. But also forgive me clearing my throat. Uh, it is V A L D U N, and the U has an one of those hyphen things over it. Valdun. The kingdom of Valdun is ruled currently by Cal Valdun. Uh, he is the successor to Vilcus Dunmord the Fourth. Wait, I'm sorry, I said his name is Cal Valdun. It's Cal Dunmord. Said that oh, wrong. Whoops. Cal Dunmord, <laughs> the king of Valdun. Hang on, hang on, one more time. Dunmore? Dunmore, D-U-N-M-O-R-D. Dunmord. Dunmord. Cal Dunmord is the brother of the previous king, Vilcus Dunmord IV, who was assassinated. The king before him was his father, Vilcus Dunmord III. 
Nevertheless, uh, Cal has been king for eight years currently, and it's been a fairly uneventful reign. However, the tyrannical rule of his brother and his father have weighed heavily on his rule. He's not widely liked, but not really through any action of his own. He hasn't done much good or bad. He's just kind of status quo, for sure. And we saved this guy's life. Correct. You began your campaign and are currently in A, which is the city of Pelia. It's a military city currently. It's post-industrial. It used to actually be a city uh, that was all about fabricating things for the military, basically. Um, But no longer is. Now it's mostly uh, P-E-L-I-A. Pelia is the city that you're in. P-E-L-I-A. P-E-L-I-A. Okay. Mostly military, uh, largely navy, um, but with some ground forces as well. There are a whole lot of poor people here, also a whole lot of rich people here. The southern portion of the city, kind of the southeastern quarter, is poor people and kind of run-down industrial buildings. The rest of it has been kind of transformed from industrial into military. Okay, moving on from there, and I'll go through the rest of these a little bit quicker. Pelia is our is our primary place we're playing sure at the moment. It does sound like a Pokemon. Okay, uh, B. Oh, and actually, let me say, uh, the Kingdom of Aldun is made up of pretty much all the major stuff you could think of. They have kind of cities surrounding each of the major things that you would look for in a kingdom. So Wayfell is a great example of that. Wayfell is B. That is W-H-E-Y, Fell. All one word. W-H-E-Y? Wayfell, yep. Wayfell is a farming city, and actually it's one of the marvels of the nation. That's because... Uh, the nation is extremely populous. They need a ton of food, but they also need a ton of living space. So Wayfell is a city that's built partly underground, partly above ground. On the roofs of pretty much all of the buildings are gardens. They have created raised gardens where they farm things Sweet. like vegetables and fruits. And also they have underground gardens beneath the city mushrooms. to maximize their space. Farming things like mushrooms and root vegetables. Yeah, things like that. Boys. So basically the entire city, it's very populous and it's actually gorgeous. It's a beautiful place. Uh, but it's primarily a farming city and pretty much everybody who lives there is a farmer. Uh, and believe it or not, farmers are actually fairly wealthy in this uh, kingdom because they're feeding the whole kingdom. In this small area, outside of things like meat. Correct. Nick Knack would like it. Organic. Moving around again to C. Letter C on the map. The one that's kind of horseshoe-shaped is Silver Scale. This is the fishing city. Uh, Again, all of these things are done all over the place. There are fishermen that live in other places, but C is primarily known for being a fishing city. Uh, It's also well-known for its seafood. They offer a lot of delicious stuff. You want to get a nice lobster dish, you're going to go to Silver Scale. They also... Uh, contain one of the other marvels of the kingdom, which are what the people refer to as bubble houses. You've never seen these before, but they're supposed to be underground dwellings, uh, or excuse me, underwater dwellings called bubble houses. Uh, Again, you guys haven't been there before. None of you guys have had the fortune of seeing it, but it's fairly nearby. Potentially, you could take a trip. D, moving around toward the kind of point of the inlet right there. D is Port of Kings. It's another city. Again, almost all of these are cities. Uh, Port of Kings is D. It's a trade hub. All the ships who come in uh, to trade are coming in through this inlet. Um, and and uh, Port of Kings is the place that they do that. Port of Kings is full of some fairly wealthy merchants. There are a lot of tradesmen who are looking to sell things. Um, it's a lot of kind of middle class people. 
but they're doing a ton of trading. Although the thing that they're well known for as well is having a pretty extensive black market. Again, none of you guys have, except for possibly Thane, none of you guys have directly dealt with this black market, but there's whispers everywhere. Basically, everybody knows you want to get some shady stuff. Port you of go Kings to Port the, of Kings. where you want to be. E is the village of yeah. Bree. Oh, that was D. Wait, wait. That was D. City E is Bree. Letter E between the mountains and the inlet is mm. the village of Bree. Cheese? No, B R E. Well, B. B R E. Yeah. Is that how you spell the cheese? I E. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say it. It doesn't seem no, right. I yeah. was thinking it was Bree. <laughs> I was thinking B R E. I was thinking Lord of the Rings. That, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the village good. of Bree. Uh, the village of Bree is situated between, as you can tell, D and F. We're going to come back to F in a minute. F is actually the capital city of this kingdom, and it's ridiculously opulent. D, as we already said, is the uh, the trading post. So that basically makes E the, sh- the sweatshops. Um, e is very poverty-stricken. They have a lot of places where people are working for things like to make knockoff tapestries that they sell in D. They're working to... Um, produce the parts and uh, things to maintain the capital city and it's a lot of people who are impoverished but they're kind of stuck there they don't really have the finances or the means to escape so it's like manufacturing but like low very unions. low yeah very low I mean no uh, unions think, no OSHA right no not, not to be too stereotypical but think of like you know Chinese, Chinese electronics right. manufacturers yeah, exactly okay. um, so it's people that are working really hard for pennies and a lot of poverty there a whole lot of people though in fact per capita uh, it's probably the most packed area of land. Most dense. F. F is the capital city, the gem of Valdun. It's called Al Sara. A L. This is F. Yes, mm-hmm. F is A L S A R A. Al Sara. A L S A R A. Yep, two words. Okay. Al Sara. This is the capital city, which was actually named for the current king's grandmother. It's a city of extreme opulence. It's known for some crazy vertical architecture, uh, spires, things like that. Uh, It's actually right in the middle of the desert. Uh, As you guys probably know, geography-wise, when you have a mountain range, the side of the mountains that are facing the ocean are very green, very lush. The side opposite the ocean is typically pretty dry. So basically everywhere between those two mountain ranges is desert. And... Alsara is a desert city, but it's not stereotypical. It's very opulent. They have very, uh, you know, strong wells and things like that. People live really well here because of two things. They have found diamonds uh, under the sands here, and a lot of what they do here is mining diamonds, and so they have tons of precious gemstones. But also, there are two kingdoms, which we won't deal with much tonight or, I don't know, potentially in the future. There are two kingdoms to the northeast of you. And basically, their only option for trade is to come through the desert to Alsara to trade. So that means they can charge whatever they want for their goods. So Alsara is full of extremely wealthy, upper-class people, and it is the true capital of the Kingdom of Valdun. The king actually makes a habit of traveling around to several of the different cities. He has palaces in each of the cities, and he'll often do tenures of one, two, three years living in a city as the need arises. Um, so currently, uh, the reason actually for the ball uh, that you guys attended in the prologue was because the king had just come to town in, uh, in Pelia, and so they were throwing him a big party, basically. So, anyway, moving around. How many months later was this? You said it was nine. Nine. You guys have been in Pelia for nine months since the foiled assassination. Pelia was not a good one. Okay, moving a little bit quicker because these are places you haven't explored quite as much. 
Uh, G is Blackwood. This is a very thickly forested area, one of the few areas that haven't been populated and built up. And that's because rumors are strong that Blackwood is haunted. Uh, think of Mirkwood from The Lord of the Rings. This is a place that nobody goes to. It's really dark, really creepy, and has a very malevolent air to it. In fact, walking within a few miles of the borders of the forest, most people describe a sense of dread, a sense of almost weight on their chest. Nobody goes here. H is the dwarven city of Belgondun. B E L G O N. D U N B B E L B L G O N D U N Belgondun. That is dwarven for pledged to Dune. This is a dwarf city that was conquered by Vilcus the Third. So two kings ago, he conquered this dwarven city. Um, they're up in the mountains. They're pretty prosperous, and they were doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, but they were conquered, and basically, right now, uh, they have a lot of gems, a lot of metals, a lot of weapons, things like that, but they don't have a ton of food. The kingdom very tightly controls it. They don't have great living conditions. Uh, so even though they have a lot of material wealth, they really don't live very well. Uh, they're, they're pretty oppressed. Again, not to get too much into political things, but think like a reservation, basically, for the dwarves. Um, they're being used as workers and not being given a whole lot. Uh, I is Dunewood. This is a logging and carpentry city. Uh, fairly wealthy area because they produce a lot of high-end... I? I is Dunewood. Fairly wealthy because they produce a lot of kind of upper-end furniture, things like that, but they also have a lot of military contracts, making things like carts, ship parts, even saddles um, through the wood that they do there. So you know, it's, a, it's a, basically a logging and carpentry city. Okay. J are the Tall Mountains, and this is a bit of irony. It's spelled T-A-A-L... T A L L T A A L. Two A's, one L. Oh, I don't know what I'm looking at. T A A L J. It's it's a mountain range. That's why the dwarven home was inside it. Uh, this mountain range was named after an explorer who no one really remembers. This was thousands of years ago. Um, but an explorer, his name was Tall T A A L, and it was named out of a bit of irony because actually the little mountain range that you see just a tiny bit of. Uh, over closest to you guys, yep, that one right there, is actually a massive mountain range. You just only see the tip. And those mountains are immensely taller than the mountains over there. Uh, but in a fun twist of irony, they are actually called the Tall Mountains, and they're the shorter of the two mountain ranges. <laughs> anyway, moving around again. K. Uh, What's in the Tall Mountains? They're just mountains. There's nothing oh, okay. in particular okay. there. Those other than the Dwarven City have not really been settled much. Again, one of the few places that haven't been built up. K is High Hearth. H-Y-H-E-A-R-T-H. High Hearth. Uh, this is a city that actually, uh, from what you've heard, is built in platforms in the trees. Basically an Ewok city of elves and a few halflings who live in the woods. The rest of the woods is not entirely uh, settled, but there's a good-sized city there of elves and some halflings. Moving around still, L. And actually there are two parts to this city. L is Valen, V-A-Y-L-E-N. City L is V-A-L. V-A-Y-L-E-N, Valen. Okay. Valen is a hunting city. Uh, basically, the space in between the two halves of Valen is some uh, meticulously populated hunting grounds. Uh, they breed animals and release them into there to hunt uh, and are responsible for kind of the meat production for the uh, kingdom. Uh, they have... They're the ones who kind of oversee all 
paid hunting excursions and things like that that people go through, and they produce meat like you would in a slaughterhouse, basically, uh, yeah. to feed the kingdom. So the space in between L and L, although that's technically one city, the space in between is open field lands where they have animals and things like okay. that. Okay, cool. Uh, M are the slate bluffs. Uh, that's a rocky field. There's not really too much out there because all it is is flat rock um, in M uh, that forms cliffs that go off into the sea. And finally... Does anyone live there? No. Mostly in the Yep, because uh, it's all rock. Not much water, not much wood, not much you know, other Minecraft resources. Right. Finally, to complete this long slog through the kingdom of Veldun, we have it in the ruins of Drakenmord. D-R-A-K-E-N-M-O-R-D. One more time. D-R-A-K-E-N-M-O-R-D. This, again, is another homage to the Dunmord family. Sure. The ruins of Drakenmord. In a bizarre turn of fate, uh, this city previously was the main military outpost of the kingdom of Valdun. A has always been, uh, Pelia has always been the primary naval area, but this was the primary kind of infantry area of the city, um, the main army city, and it was destroyed in a hurricane. And in fact, the hurricane was so intense that it basically obliterated everything, and they pretty much decided it's not worth it to rebuild. So maybe at some point in the future they will, uh, but it's largely uninhabitable, and pretty much that whole area is rubble. Downed trees, destroyed buildings, everything, and unfortunately, that left the Kingdom of Valdun with a fairly small military. A large portion of their military was wiped out. Uh, they're not in a great position uh, as far as military power goes currently. Um, they're relying heavily on trade and on good uh, relationships with their neighbors. Sure. But we'll get into that later. I apologize ahead of time. I'll ask a lot of that. Yeah, ask as many questions as you my, like. My, I'm very this is the first session I actually had time to prepare for, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay! I'll play, I'll play it mostly by... I'm really into it, though. So, let's... Uh, I mean, that's that was the name I told you I'd get to you. Fantastic. Okay. That's, that's like and I still owe you more about... What's his name? Oh, I've got it written down. Can... Kind of not, a cliche name, but I made it off the top of my head. Not Lance Bass, Rento. Rento. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rento was, was the, dwarf? the dwarf. Yeah, that's right. What's the name? Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Crenshaw that's what it was. <laughs> like it wasn't the bad name; it was the cliche name. Okay, <laughs> we'll come back to Rento later. Okay. Crenshaw was Crento. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sailor with the okay. eye scar. Crenshaw. <laughs> oh man, bad things happen when you improvise. I'm just gonna say, okay. It's like all I do. So here's what I mean. I do. I do a lot of improv, but I gotta at least have you a have list of names. I can't come up with Rento again. <laughs> that was real bad. Yeah. Okay, here's what happened. Nine months have passed since you guys stopped the assassination that happened in the prologue. In the course of these nine months, basically right off the bat, you guys were arrested. Um, right at the conclusion of our session, until like, they investigated, but. Within a matter of hours, uh, the, the, basically the secret police who hired you for this job investigated and determined you had stopped the true assassination. As I think we established last time, the drug dealers were completely a red herring. These guys had framed these guys uh, basically as a distraction to hopefully get them off their back. Um, Hello? That was weird. There are noises from above. 
Okay, so in the nine months, here's what happened. You guys were found out to be the saviors of the king. You were handsomely rewarded. We are going to begin tonight by each of you taking 150 gold. Plus. Yay! Yes, I love the word plus. You're going to roll 5d4. I will. Is it positive or negative? And this, to be clear, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain where Wait, this comes from. each get 150 gold? Each get 150 yes, gold. Solid. Plus, you're going to roll 5d4, multiply that by 10, and take that as gold. Uh, this amount of money, basically, remember, we're starting at level 3. Uh, so this amount of money would be proportionate to what you should have around level 3. Uh, this actually is your salary, because you each have been given jobs within the kingdom uh, as part of the thanks for, for saving the king. You're welcome. 4d4. 5d4. 5d4. If you want to roll 4, go for it, but I do, in fact. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'll give you the good luck Don't gold since shy, you're rolling man. for gold. Your Here you go. Friends. You can roll the gold die. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> the gold one did solid, though. The... Heck yeah, man. Good luck, Charm. A million? What? No, they were yeah, all add, twos. Add those up. Eleven. So you gain a hundred ten additional. I also oh, got eleven. Nice. You gain a hundred ten additional gold as well. So you guys should have each taken two hundred sixty total gold. Man, math. Let me get, let me get My math is easy. Actually, my first math is a little tricky. You said five. Roll it up. Five before. Not great. Okay. <laughs> uh, what well, was you got a four and a three? Did you get an eleven? Five, five, eleven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Lance all gets of 11 you guys too. gained two hundred sixty gold. Yep. Lance will get his as well. And thank you. As a reward, here's what happened. Sunny. So are we at two sixty? Actually, I tell you what. Be- before we go individually, all of you guys were called before the king. Here's what you see as you approach the king. Okay. I refuse to see him. <laughs> I, I close my eyes. Uh, again, this is King Cal Dunmord. He's been king for about eight years now. You don't know too much about him other than that, as I said before, his reign has been fairly uneventful, but he is disliked for his lineage. Uh, you come not, to me, But not because of his own policies. Right, not because of him himself, just because of his father and his brother who preceded him on the throne. As well, you come into the throne room... I'm familiar with the Bible, so like I'm thinking it's not always about your death. <laughs> As you guys come into the throne room together, the four of you, uh, you come before King Cal. He's sitting in a, a pretty lavishly decorated throne in the palace that we were playing in earlier. You come into the throne in his kind of courtroom, and he's a fairly small dude. That's one of the first things that strikes you. Um, like a Mark Wahlberg situation? You weren't aware, yeah, that he's fairly full-time, small. Full-time um, as he sits in his chair, uh, best, basically the best way I can describe this is he's sitting in a chair and looks reasonably person-sized, but there's something weird about his proportions. Uh, it just seems a little bit odd. Um, it's hard to explain. It almost seems like somehow his head is a little bit too big. Um, his arms are inside of a robe, but they seem a little bit smaller than they should be. He's pygmy. And actually, you can tell from his face, he is a human, but you can tell from his face, he's got a couple of, of scars that are kind of intense, and his, again, the proportions of his face are a little bit off. I know to pronounce anything. 
think of uh, no of what's his face Game of Thrones uh, elf. Um, An elf Destiny Peter Dinklage oh, oh. Peter Will Dinklage That's what I <laughs> <laughs> he's a dwarf which he's in an elf so. like a human dwarf yeah. like what is your like dwarfism Sorry. intelligence is no good. your uh, gosh man my brain is right now what is your insight mine's good three plus three okay plus four. then yeah He's a dwarf. He's a human, but he is he is a like a real world dwarf, a foreshortened person. Yes. Uh, in fact, as you look more closely, you can tell that his robes probably cover some platforms, and there's probably some sort of lift in his seat as well to make him not appear quite so small. But even still, he's only about five feet tall. Uh, as you come in, he says, "Hello. I understand that you are the gentleman who have saved my life, and woman. I apologize." I was not informed that one of you was a woman. I didn't mean to make unjust assumptions. Yes, it was, my lord. Um, um, a werewolf, if I understand correctly. I believe that one of them was. Uh, a spellcaster, the other. <clears throat> he shifts in his chair, and he kind of winces. Uh, you can tell he's done this a lot. He's used to the pain, but it's not comfortable for him to kind of shift his body around. I thank you for your service to me. I know that you were brought here as thanks for a assassination prevention of sorts earlier, but uh, apparently our intelligence was not as good as we assumed. I would like to give you much greater thanks than simply inviting you to a banquet. He points to you, Sonny. Step forward, please. Uh, I'm going to stop the voice for the moment so we can get through this a little quicker. Um, he, yeah. I'm dying over here. Okay, so you step up, Sonny. The king tells you that uh, from what he's heard, you seem to have a fondness for animals. He makes you an offer, and if this is all right, I've actually made an assumption on your behalf. At first, he offers you a position overseeing the care of beef cattle, pigs, and chickens. But you realize that if you do this, you're going to be butchering lots of animals. Yeah. You give your head a shake, and instead he says, I actually have another open position for you. I'd like to make you the caretaker of the palace horses, dairy cows, and dairy goats. Would you be interested in this? You would oversee the men who care for these animals, and you would be in charge of, of ensuring that they're healthy and strong and in happy living conditions. Alright. That sounds good to me. As long as they're They are not presently, but those decisions would be up to you should you take the job. Then I'll take it. <laughs> then I'll take it. He also has a gift that he presents to you. Uh, one of his men comes forward and hands you a bag. And as you unwrap the bag, you find inside a collar and a leash. Now, you're usually not a big fan of leashes, but this one's a little bit different. This is a magical collar that shrinks and expands to fit any animal that you put it on. Any animal that is not presently aggressive toward you while wearing the collar will follow you everywhere without you escorting them, without you having to care for them. They won't do anything that will cause themselves harm, so if you jump off a cliff, they're not going to follow. But they'll follow you anywhere that you would like to go unless you attach the lead to a solid object and tell them to stay. You don't have to do this against their will, um, but if you'd like to make sure that an animal safely accompanies you where you're going and doesn't get lost, this is a pretty handy way to do it. 
You reach in the bag. This is yours. He <laughs> he he beckons to Nicknack. Nicknack steps forward. The king offers Nicknack the position of head chef for the palace. <laughs> he goes like that. Yeah, it twirls his mustache. And as gifts, he Organic. presents Nicknack with an enchanted cooking spoon that stirs pots on its own. And he also gives him a small metal rod that, when dipped into any drink, makes it taste sweet for ten minutes. Fame, he beckons to you. Yes, my lord. He explains that the, the secret police, basically, are actually called the White Knights. They're a group that there's a lot of myth about. Your intelligence agents. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of myth. People whisper about the White Knights, but nobody's been able to prove that they exist. But they are real. They're a true, actual thing. They serve the king doing undercover things. He offers you a position among the White Knights. He tells you that this would be a, a loose agreement where you'd have the freedom to come and go as you wish. You wouldn't be bound into a contract. But accepting this would provide you access to a royal fence who'd be able to sell off certain things to the palace. And occasionally, it would also give you entrance into areas that are off-limits to other people. He says, oh, and there is one more thing as well that comes along with the job. So, uh, his, his aide steps forward, opens up a small pouch, and, and hands you a little piece of stone. It's marble, maybe, about the size of a pea. Oh, even smaller than this. Yeah. Yes. This small stone is made to be tucked into your cheek. When you tuck it in your cheek and hold it there, it magically causes you to speak in any accent of your choice. You can't change languages, but you can flawlessly imitate any accent that you would like. Which I actually can't you do. You have to do. No. <laughs> you gotta do it. You have to do Again, it. no matter what language you're speaking. So sure. as long as you know the, the language, you can imitate anything. This gives you advantage on speech-related deception checks while you are disguised. Sure. And... Its magic power is so small, it can't be found using magic detection. That a boy. Um, I accept. Very well. He beckons to you. Gwen. He offers you a position as quartermaster on the Red Lady. The Red Lady is the pride of the Royal Navy. And a lot of soldiers are going to be pretty jealous if you take this position. Because you're basically a mercenary. Also, you're basically a woman. You can if you, <laughs> if you accept this, you can serve on the ship at your leisure. Again, you're not bound. But at any point, you'd be welcome to take contracts serving on the ship as the quartermaster. You would receive pay to compensate this. Um, and you wouldn't have to give the long-term commitment that, that a soldier gives. You're missing a D10. I'll find it. He says also... As my way of thanking you, I'd have a gift for you as well. And this one is fairly special. Uh, His aide, again, pulls out another bag and hands it to you. As you open it, you're slightly confused because it's just a bag. There's nothing inside. He explains to you that this bag is the bag of mediation. The bag can sense the motives of arguing parties when they touch it. When you place... Let's say, for let's say for example, I'll give you a hypothetical here. Let's say these two do a job together that pays a hundred gold. Mike does seventy-five percent of the work. Danny does twenty-five, and they have a dispute over splitting up the gold. 
you could drop that hundred gold in the bag and then allow each of them to reach inside and pull out their portion. When Danny puts in his, so his hand, he will only find 25 gold. When Mike puts in his hand, he will find 75, because that is just and that is fair. You as the quartermaster would be able to use this to settle any disputes on the ship and handle conflict. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Do you accept? I do. Yes, thank you. So, fast forward nine months. You guys have been happily serving however, in, to whatever extent you would like in your positions. The cows are good. In fact, the cows are living better than they've ever lived. <laughs> the cows are living a life of luxury, never being mistreated, as are the horses. Uh, you've, you've given them beautiful braided manes, but weirdly enough, they're all covered in flies. <laughs> they smell a little bit weird, just like you do. Uh, but, the, but hey, they look nice. Um, yes? I want to, can I, do you Absolutely. want to do something? want to do? Yeah, okay. I want to um, have some... Um, Business cards, basically. Okay. Something the equivalent of like just like a you know just a business card sized um, deal minted um, for a basically a secret. It's like a secret club that I'm basically going to start. Right. It's going to be called the Bookbinders Club. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to basically be you know handing them out to who. Sort of who I think the movers and shakers I think would be interesting to you know. Okay, uh, I'm doing this alongside my my regular duties. I yeah. Don't think that this is any sort of. Yeah. Okay, so you want you want like some real fancy metal business cards. I, what I want to do is I actually want to get them out of silver. Oh. Okay. Tell you what then. Um. And I kind of want to start to like. The regular ones are just made out of like, you know, so like, I'm just going to start with the silver ones. Yeah, yeah. We might do tiers, like, hey, man, you get the uh, the black American Express, you know, like, <laughs> you know, the real stuff. But we're just going to do just okay, just a, just a couple. I'm not doing it. This isn't a big club. This is purely, just exclusive. Purely for RP purposes. I will give you those, but I want you to roll a 20 to see how these things turn out. Sure. Mm. Okay. You get them back. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, oh, okay, okay, whoa. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. This is how you do it in D&D. I'm going to burn that that inspiration that I had last week that yeah. I didn't use. Oh! Specifically for this. Do it. Eh, better, but not great. So, <laughs> okay. A nine. So, that will so suffice. Not, okay. not amazing, but... Uh, so you get these back. Burn resources for, resources for something that actually doesn't exist. The, these things, the cards that come back to you, are not like super magical or super outlandish, but they've been designed in a way where if you hold them and look at them from almost any angle, they look blank. They look like straight up silver. But if you tilt them at just the right way and the light hits it, you can actually see a reflection of an insignia of your choice on this card. Yeah. Okay. You now have those. Anything that you guys want to do or happen in this quick nine month little jump? If there's something in particular for RP or background, you're welcome to do it, but if not... Specifically, um... What's uh, one thing I've done is uh, I've actually fired all the staff. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> uh, the king is thrilled because yeah, his budget has gone down yeah, so yeah. much. And uh, I've befriended all the animals. Okay. If, I, if, if you allow. Glorious, them. of if course. I don't need you. Um, I don't need them because they're my friends and they want right. to train me. So. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, a straight power move is I'm, like I'm you're fired. Okay, now 
Mr. Intelligence. Like the way that the people were, they were still treating it like animals, and these are... So I have to ask then, how have you been feeding and caring for the large number of horses and cattle uh, and goats Here, that you oversee question. without yeah. any staff? This is just devil's advocate. Are there some that would maybe you would maybe could maybe convince? Like, hey man, don't, maybe I don't see it like they're animals. Maybe see, you know what I mean? I guess what I'm saying is some people their minds you change. enlighten them. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, well, one thing. Like, hey, with, let me show you some wisdom. with the yeah, that, I, yeah. I'm teaching them. They're becoming right. my elite pupils, essentially. <laughs> and uh, I, so, like the, the dairy, like the dairy cows and yeah. horses, they're yeah. both uh, they eat like grain, grain sure. and stuff like that. Well, I dairy do horses. Crap, so I just balloon the grass and make it wire for them. Okay. I mean, I have to do it. Okay. Mean, I do my druid stuff. And as I go through, I just kind of like walk through, and I, I do this. You know, it's a daily routine for me. Um, okay. I have no problem. I have no idea. Obviously, giving up time no to get this. Um, Sweet. I, let's say I, I do kind of want to keep on like. Um, if anything has happened, maybe I'm hired like a pilot to kind of like learn, um, just to kind of like, I they look different. Like a, like a, maybe like a yeah, child to kind of help him like learn okay. how to take care of animals the way I. Because okay. children are the most, most, um, malleable. Yeah, they're both, they're, they're most eager to learn. And in this world, there are any labor laws, so. Yeah. Okay, uh, roll a 20 for me. Okay, so um, within the first couple days of you taking this post, you fire five people. Uh, after you've done this, the king's aide comes to you and questions you very harshly and basically says, you've been given this job, but if you do a terrible job, you won't be able to keep it. You tell him, don't worry, I've got a plan. A couple days later, you've fired a few more people, but you have a chance encounter uh, with a little boy, a little, we'll say a little human boy. His name is Brom, B-R-A-M, Brom. You meet Brom, he's very eager to work, you're really excited, um, you think this is going to work out great. Now, remind me, are you, you're intelligent or not? How intelligent are you? I'm just average Average intelligence, okay. Yeah, I'm, um, more, I more know what will keep you alive rather than the science of... Are you fairly inept around other ba- uh, other races? Like, you don't know a ton about, like, uh, people of other races, mostly animals? Is your charisma good? I'm about average intelligence, Okay, okay. How much do you know about other races? Like, are you really awkward around non-furbolgs? No, I'm just... I've, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much... Uh, like charisma wise, like speaking to other people. Uh huh. Um, I mean, you got like a ten or something. Yeah, I just got an average ten. I'm just kind of like, okay. it's just kind of like talking to an average person. So it's kinda, okay. That has gifts with animals. So. Okay, cool. Then I'll let you. I'll animals, let you see like behind the curtain. If you weren't, I was going to make this guy be a halfling, and you have absolutely no idea that he's like a young adult halfling. You think that he's a human boy who never grows up. You're like that. But if you're, if you're intelligent, weird. we won't do that. He actually is a human boy. Uh, his name is Brom. Uh, he, he was an orphan, but you notice that you saw him kind of... He had some animal pals. He had a, a, a dog that he hung out with uh, a lot. And he had always made sure that even if he went hungry, his dog was well-fed. And that was part of what made you kind of connect with this boy. So you invite him to come in and to assist you, and he does a bang-up job. You end up firing basically the entire staff, but you and Brom are killing I, it so much. Yeah, I, if anything, I have, I, I, I'm not heartless. I have, I have helped compensate for the... Okay, sweet. Uh, I'll take out my own gold. Okay. 
Um, you are able to work it out so that uh, basically you give them you give them their notice. They're able to find other jobs. Nobody's hurt too bad. You and you and Brom have done an excellent job. Um, okay, we were gonna go to Adam, but Adam just vanished. Um, I need to give him the, uh, the right. Um, get the za. Just to yeah. Just for the um, also in that tiny. I could have made any other animal friends, like just regular ones, like you want a bat friend, a butterfly friend, anything that's come up. Or if I just been too busy with these animals. I'm going to say for now that you've been too busy with these animals, but the animals that you've already taken in are still in good health. Because if we add like 19 animals a game, it's going to get it's going to get bonkers. <laughs> well, the idea, the idea behind it is like, like it's kind of like if somebody is to get a place of caring for something. Like Okay, you're like you're like hotel for dogs, except all the stray animals. Yeah. Show it up here, huh? Sweet. Maybe. You just got the only one I expect to see with me is Nice. We're just, we're just like Okay, so Gwen. That brings us over to you. There now. Basically, Gwen, at the start of your tenure. Wow, that was a heck of a jump. At the start of your tenure on this ship, um, you were given a lot of grief. Yeah. But you're also extremely intimidating, so you didn't take it. Yeah. You you dealt with it. Uh, you almost immediately earned the respect of the captain because you settled a pretty big squabble without even using your magic bag. You settled cool. a pretty big squabble. Uh, there actually were two guys that were considering a mutiny, and uh, you whipped them both into shape. One of them you whipped into shape by throwing overboard. Uh, he hasn't been seen since. <laughs> but the other one learned his place pretty quickly. Dispute seven. <laughs> Correct. So within just a couple days, you earned the respect of the captain. But from then on out, through occasional use of your bag, also through just you being you, uh, the guys have seen that you are just, you are reasonable. Uh, again, if all of this is fitting to your character, if you don't like any of yeah. these things, let me know. But you are, what's your wisdom? Uh, wisdom is not her best. Uh, I, I still have a plus one. Okay, as long as you're not negative, you're fine. So, in general, you have a pretty good sense of, of fairness and of justice. And when in doubt, you've employed your bag. And pretty much every every dispute has been settled in a way that's been fair to the masses. So, after, after about two months of you working on this ship, you finally earned the respect of your comrades. Is there anything in particular in your tenure on this ship that you would like to do, or in just this nine months? Uh, so, obviously with this group, I'm going to search for any clues or anything, uh, not only about Crenshaw specifically, just but just anybody, any remnants of the uh, the Colfair K, but just the, the area that I I came up from. See if anybody Perfect. knows anything. Um, so... In your journeys, you actually don't hear of Crenshaw again, except for at one point, you guys make port. Um, at this point, you're not actually doing a, a military mission. You are basically doing glorified trading. Uh, but your ship stops off at a small island off the, uh, off the coast, and you hear rumors of a guy who matches Crenshaw's description who's been here a few days ago. 
But that, over the course of this nine months, is the only lead you find. And when you chase this down on the island, nobody's able to tell you where he went, how long he was here, and nobody's even able to definitively confirm that it was Crenshaw. Uh, however, you do hear a few rumors of the Colfair K. Um, some of them are saying that things are real bad. Others are saying that there's been a slight turn, that perhaps there's hope for improvement. Maybe not drastic. It's, when I left it, it was basically just there, there was nobody. Right. I, did, I didn't know how much of that you wanted them to know. So yes, Meta. Um, the majority of people that you so, hear are saying that there's still nothing going on there. That there's yeah. a lot of destruction. That there's just not there's nobody there. But, that but maybe, you've caught a couple rumors something. here or there that yeah. some ships, and you know for a fact that a couple ships have actually gone there but you don't know if anybody's stuck around, you're hearing rumors that perhaps a family or two have settled there and are attempting to rebuild. Okay. Uh, but that's about all you can learn, because unfortunately, although you're on this ship, and you are in fact earning favors from the crew, ultimately it's still a military vessel. So yeah. you're not able to take it to, to go other places. Right. Um, then I'm going to ask about, since this is like, these, really these are like my people. So I'm going to ask if they have heard any stories about wild storms, storms with mines. Roll a 20. Eight. Eight. Not good. Almost, though. Look at this. I don't know. Okay. Too much English. I don't know. One of the crewmen is named Claw. Nobody actually knows his real name. The reason you call him Claw is because he only has a finger and a thumb on his left hand. A large portion of his hand was taken off. <laughs> this dude is full of crap, and everybody knows it. Every time you ask him what happened to his hand, he gives a completely different story. Sometimes it was taken by a shark. Sometimes it was taken by a seal. Sometimes he punched somebody so hard that it shattered all the bones in his hand, and doctors had to take the other half off. One night, you and Claw decide to go drink on the deck. Everybody gathers around because when you drink, you drink. Yeah. And uh, you basically drink him completely under the table. Uh, after several shots, you're feeling not too much, and he's gone. Lit. And he begins to uh, to talk about a whole lot. <laughs> he begins to talk about a whole lot of different things. But one of the things that does come out is about a storm. At first, you think it's a load of crap because he he starts talking about how in the midst of a storm, uh, his sword was struck by lightning and it fried his fingers I'll off of his, his hands. Hand but he says he says at one point in the story that he heard a voice. The way that he says it and the way that, that he describes it makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. You feel like there may be a tiny grain of truth to this story, but you're not able to pull anything else out of him because he blacks out shortly thereafter. Can we play through that? 100%. A voice, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waving my sword, and there's a big, there's a big bolt of lightning shot through it. Oh, you've not been struck by lightning. Look, and I'll pull down, I'll pull down, this is like the first time I expose this, but I'll expose my left shoulder, oh. and you can see like a singe mark that looks almost like the roots of a tree, but it, it starts yeah. and crawls down, even a little bit onto her neck, which is why she wears a high collar, 
and it has like a faint blue shimmer inside these like veins that kind of skew. She's like, I was struck by lightning. And he says, Yeah, we all know about your tattoo. We all seen you naked more times a week in God, eh, boys? If you'd seen it, you'd be blind. The anyway, other- the voice. <laughs> <laughs> the other guys on the deck, as he say this, there's two or three of them that laugh. Everybody else gets stone cold quiet. And they're ready for you to, like, Call jack them in the face. A voice like thunder in your mind. I voice like... Yeah. What did it say? And, and he starts to heavy blink. Don't. He said to me... Go home. <laughs> Anyone else? He slumps forward onto the table, glasses scattered to the deck and break. Oh, I'm gonna grab, yeah. I'll, He's pull, out. I'll pull the cups up. <laughs> Whoop. Fantastic. So, uh, basically, after about nine months have passed, the king calls you again into his courtroom, which is a little bit weird. You actually haven't heard from him very much. Occasionally, his aide appears to you, but his aide is very gruff and very standoffish. You still don't even know the dude's name. Do you have anything? Yeah, you got, you got, he got business cards. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just... We didn't RP it heavily, but yes, he got business cards. Tiny thing. I do want that little bit of wood to yeah. I can put a hole through it, and where's the necklace? Okay, fantastic. Yeah. We can decide later exactly who gets all the cards. Okay. But I do want to give at least a few of them down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll say that you got... Roll... Because I'm thinking if I'm if I'm an intelligence dude, yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna start to know like okay, network, yes, okay, exactly. I will I will let you roll. Sure. Twenty. I will 20? let you roll three d four. Three d four plus to to determine how many cards you got. Okay. Basically, I'll let you roll three d four, and then I will let you pay five gold per extra d four. If you want to roll more than that. Okay, so I got seven cards. And then you can pay five gold, basically as many times so 15, as you want, so to, 15 keep, gold. to keep rolling. So 15 gold gets me ten? Three more. Three more? Three more rolls. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Now I understand what you're saying. You I thought 3D. it was like this, and then... I'll let you roll 3d4 for free, and then if you want to add extra let's d4s... Just, you know, let's just keep seven. Let's just keep seven right now. Okay. So... Seven and we'll, cards. we'll say you can you can talk to this guy again as long as you're still in Pelia you can come back and talk to him. Okay. You you can get more. Um, All right. So we moving on. Still have more. Um. Oh. Any inclement weather while we're at sea? Yeah. I don't know why. Anything, roll a twenty. Anything about that? Yeah, she's bad. Fifteen. Unfortunately, no. Uh, you've heard storm, or you've you've experienced storms, but nothing out of the blue happens. Um, okay. I want to have, like kind of gained a bit of a reputation for being sli- like totally normal, exactly as everybody expects me to be, except for when it storms. Okay. Like everybody bands down the hatches. It's like bone bear crew. Like the worse the storm, the more I am on the deck at the front. Like. I'll tie myself down 
but like I We're weather every single storm. The worse, the the more I'm up there. Okay, sweet. So uh, again, I'll the king is called my contract. Okay, <laughs> the captain has to let me do that. Okay. <laughs> After about nine months, the king calls you in. This is kind of weird because again, you haven't seen the king very often. You see his his aide fairly frequently, but you still don't even know the guy's name. Uh, he doesn't really talk much. He's kind of a he's kind of a turd. Uh, but nonetheless, he calls you in to see the king. Uh, also, I don't know how often you guys have seen each other over this nine-month nine period, and I'll let you decide that really briefly right now. You could get together for drinks every Tuesday, or you could not see each other for three months. It's uh, whatever you guys want to do is fine. Yeah, I'm thinking I think I'm probably probably like, definitely stay in touch. Okay. I'm harder to lock down. Okay. Being on the boat. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're sometimes gone for a week, two weeks at a time uh, without chance of contact. So yeah, I was going to say with you, probably send, like send maybe just a handful of times. Yeah, yeah. It's just a flower. Uh, it, it has very vibrant in its petals. And like, nice. Uh, just a gift as a friend. Just so, because he knew you were gone for a while. Because I remember sending mine. Sweet. So you guys have had whatever amount of interaction, but you're excited to see one another again as you reunite to be called in to see the king. You come into the throne room and he explains to you that things are getting a little bit dire. He says, I have called you here because, um, well, I trust you, and our circumstances are a bit odd. He shifts again, grimacing a bit. As you know, our military has been stronger in the past than it is now. We have a reasonable navy, uh, as you well know, Gwyn, but our ground forces are limited. We're lacking in infantry and cavalry as well. Uh, Sonny, how are the horses? Oh, they've been, they've been actually pretty good. Uh, the other day I was talking to one of them, and they, they actually are very happy right now. Happier than they've been in years. Now, we have discussed before, Sonny, as you may recall, that some of these horses, in fact, most of them, are military horses. They, they, they actually encourage it a little bit. That's all they talk about. Wonderful. Well, unfortunately, uh, we find ourselves in need of more soldiers. The most obvious place to acquire them, of course, would be... Uh, one moment, let me look at the names of my places. <laughs> okay, so the most... Dang it! Dang it, guys! I'm trying out a new... Uh, it's not D&D Beyond, it's D&D Campaign Planner, which I really like the format of. But it's a little bit clunky. Where'd my note paper go? Aha! Okay. So the most obvious place for us to recruit new soldiers would be in the village of Bree. Yeah. Sorry. In the village of Bree, there are a lot of, well, ne'er do wells. No, I missed it. Oh, sorry. Hold up! Hold up! Getting text on the table. My master's secrets over here. Soon whispers to the DM. Yes. Okay. Baller. That's why this. Okay. Um, I I believe the best course of action for us to prepare for uh, any unfortunate future circumstances would be to go to the village of Bree, send some men who can train the peasants to defend themselves. I know that not all of you are career soldiers, but I've seen you fight, I know what you're capable of, and I cannot spare a large number of my men, so I've decided I'm going to send the four of you to train men in Bree 
who can then train their friends and family to defend themselves in the event of an invasion. What say you? Let's get on with it. Using your dialect pee. (laughs) (laughs) You have some pee in your mouth? Some things, but I'm not as strong as I once was. Oh, he can train some goats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cal, who are is you actually saying this? I'm not there. Who's, who's who are you? Um, it's a it's a what what is this guy? This is like an associate of yours. Yeah, a half orc. Yeah, it's it's an older half orc. It's a half orc. Yeah, I'm gonna side eye this guy with one eye. I don't He's a smart party brain boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep hitting her in the shoulder. <laughs> so, so you uh, speak on behalf of Thane, is that correct? Yeah. Will you be accompanying him on this mission? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't believe I've heard your name before. My name's, uh, Thrug. <laughs> you seem to have to think about that for a while, Thrug. Yes. How long have you been here for? Yes, do use the smart part of your brain. <laughs> and if you hit me again, you'll only have one hand. <laughs> like my friend Claw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ow. he kind of glares at the half-orc. You should wound yourself. <laughs> uh, he turns I, to you, Gwen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I want to say something about um, something effective. Storm suck. The king's very king's very puzzled and slightly annoyed. When you've been around Cal before, he's not overly friendly. Uh, again, you can see maybe a little bit of the tyrannical blood in his veins, but he hasn't done anything too crazy. I have a feeling. Okay, so, so Sunny, Sunny, like, this, this entire time, every time he talks to King Cal, yeah, he's, he's saying King Cal. King Cal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, he <laughs> loves his name. He's like, it's He's kind of like... And after every time, uh, Gwen tries to convince him to just say King or <laughs> Your Majesty, something like that. So he looks at you, uh, Gwen... You seem to be the most uh, combat-capable. Are you confident that you can uh, adequately train these men to defend themselves? It's not something that I could guarantee until I've met them. But if they are capable, I can train them. Very well. Um, She'd definitely be the most likely to train military combat. Well, I will send you today. Uh, we'll, we'll RP that Knickknack is going along as well. Um, I will send you... Honestly, he's probably the best because he's intelligent and an eldritch knight. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hey, he's a full fighter. Yeah. Um, I'll send you today, um, later this evening. At this point, it's fairly early in the morning. Got four horses that would really love to get out of the... Uh, Wonderful. The, the, the pastures. I'll have them... Uh, Bring out some a uh, carriage that you can take with you. Um, 
I'll give you a few supplies. I have some crates of weapons that we can send along, although we don't have a massive amount available at the moment. But I'll send them along. Some of them may well fight with pitchforks and torches, but uh, I suppose that's up to you. I'll give you a uh, half a day or so to equip yourselves, and then you may be on your way. Uh, for right now, though, uh, I will retire. I'm not feeling the best today. Do you need anything else from me? I don't believe so. No, yeah. so. But thank you. You're, you're always so generous. I know. I will see you around dusk. Uh, at this point, the king kind of waves you off, and uh, a couple guards appear and sort of push you toward the door. As you turn, uh, if any of you take a moment to look back, you notice Cal very slowly rising. And again, you are aware that he's a dwarf, uh, but it's very obvious that he's kind of pulling his robe around him and is pretty careful to make sure that people don't notice if they're not aware that he's a dwarf. He likes to pretend he's not. Uh, you guys have mm, a day, basically, uh, I get, I get the, the, I'm to prepare the however you'd like. Ready. Actually, it's three horses, one berry. <laughs> Uh, you have a big horse? Sweet. Uh, I can become a big horse. <laughs> <laughs> Please let Gwen ride you. <laughs> no, I mean, these are war horses, right? I mean, like, yeah, they're big, horses. Yeah, they're big horses. Yeah, big oh, horses. Okay. And one dairy cow. You'll be fine. Well, and again, he's, pro- he's providing you a cart that you can ride in, but uh, if you don't need them to pull the cart, you could ride on them. Uh, but you are hauling some crates of weapons. So. And one dairy cow. And one dairy cow. You could always ride the cow. Anything in particular you guys need to do to prepare? Uh, you do have plenty of gold now if you'd like to purchase armor, weapons, anything of the sort. Oh, man. Like a uh, magic plate armor plus one. Oh, interesting. Sure. For my druid, they can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's such oh, a tough question. I was going to do. Hold on. That's a lot of money for just a plus one in my AC. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so expensive to min-max in this game. <clears throat> How much is it? How much can I help you? Uh, I have enough for it. Okay. It's 200. 200! But 200 will bump me from 16 to 17. Which is good. Yeah. No. Plus your spells? Actually. Oh, never mind. I was like, wait, maybe I should just get half plate. Half plate is 750. Okay. They knew. They already knew. And he wants us to leave when? In a day? At dusk tonight. At dusk. It's it's morning now. Round about the time shops would open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I will um I will go back to Old Rento. Yes. Hello. It's been a while. Yes, indeed. Um I would like to see if maybe I could trade in my chainmail armor for for perhaps some splint. Mm-hmm. Let me see. You're a hard fit, you know that? I've been told worse things. He goes in the back, comes back out a couple minutes later. Yeah, I suppose I could. How much gold do you have? Uh, okay. Mm, dang it, I just deleted it. I, uh, <laughs> I, I have. Well, how much do you want? 300, right? Something. 300 or something? I have 335. Okay, meta, what is the price of this? 200. 200. 200. Okay. But if I sell my, right. if I sell the trade, trade mail, 
That's 75 all. I would give you one for one. I'm yeah. going to need to know... Let me see your chain mail. How much work is it going to take for me to fix this stuff up? This is great. This is dwarven craftsmanship. He takes it. Yeah, you're right. We do good work. That's why I came to you. Race card. That's why I came to you. I'll tell you what. I'll take this. How much is it worth again? Chain mail? Uh, 75 is the book price. The book price. Okay. Take this. I will make a persuasion check if it'll help me. Yeah, make it. Yeah, we'll close that off. I'll give you 70 off. Uh, Pretty good. 14 plus something decent. It's 19. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll give you I'll give you 70 gold uh, off the total price, but I need some information from you. From me? You've been sailing for a while now, right? That's yeah. what you told me the last time you came through. Yes, what I do. He hesitates for a moment and uh, sighs. You can tell whatever he's about to say, he's not very comfortable saying. Have you heard of any dwarven women who have appeared in uh, unexpected places? Have I? Roll a 20. I'm, I am uh, very charismatic, so I do talk a lot. Um, yeah, it's 12 on the dice. Is that like 16 or something? I don't know. Just a, just, oh, just those a 20. Are I will give you advantage because mm-hmm. of your position, because of the amount of time you travel. Do you add your charisma to it or no? Oh, yeah, it's 12. Okay. <sighs> How do I say this? Open it. Yeah. Uh, Have you heard of any dwarven women who have been found... Any size? Injured. Alone. You can see tears forming in his eyes. Yeah. Oh, big dog. Uh, he's clearly talking about somebody that he's concerned for. He doesn't want to admit it uh, or talk much about it, but it's somebody that he cares about that he's trying to find information about. Um, okay, so I will kneel down and I will use prestidigitation to just like faintly. Just kind of like give a glow okay. about myself as I kneel down and I grab his hand. Lento, tell me. You can trust me. Is that from the sword coast? Okay. So as you take his hand, he starts to kind of pull away. He's not a touchy feely dude. But you finally grab his hand. And as you do, and as you say this, he immediately just melts. He drops to his knees on the floor. Her name is Lurka. She was... She was my wife. He starts to cry. She's been missing for... nearly two years. 
I don't know where she's gone. I looked for her. I had a beautiful shop. And I let it go. After I couldn't find her, I came back here. That's why I'm working in this pit. But all I want is her back. If you hear anything about her, please. Come and tell me. Can you tell me anything that might help? She has a uh, thin face for a dwarf. Beautiful auburn hair. It's a wonderful voice. She would sing all the time. Please find her. What happened? I don't know. Was she taken? I don't know. He pulls his hand back and wipes his eyes. Some of my greatest friends growing up were dwarves. I value you people as my own. I will do this. He mutters kind of under his breath. Thank, thank you. Here, take him. He gives you the armor. Yeah. 125. Are you sure? Find her. Uh, Mike, anything you'd like to do? Uh, yeah. I would like to, um, <clears throat> go back by the shop that I burned down. Okay. <laughs> and just <laughs> see how things are going. Okay. Hold on one second. I'm moving. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, the shop that you burned down was of the three young elves, right? Selling uh, three essential young potions. Elves, frat boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lizardiers. They called me old. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And it sort of slided me slightly, and I just was like, mm, okay, well, that's cool. Your essential oils potions shop is not there anymore. Okay. You're going to have to tell your dad you blew his money. Oh! <laughs> So, you show up at this place. And I'm actually going to try to buy that space. Okay, uh, how long has it been since you've been here? We, it can be the full nine months. I don't necessarily need so to buy it. So you haven't gone back there. You're trying to make I, sure I, you're I, not associated with the scene of the crime. Right. I, I mean, it would probably be like maybe sometime in this in the nine months. I've like maybe kept like a passing eye at it. Okay. You know? But I feel so, like nine months is enough to let it cool off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So... About a month after the foiled assassination attempt and after your burning, you discover to your dismay that this place was insured. Oh, God. These boys have collected, and the rubble's being cleared. This, again, is about a month later. The rubble is being cleared, and uh, these half-elf frat punks are hanging around talking to each other. You do notice, though... A slight change in these three. Their clothes are not quite as fancy as what they were before. Uh, they're talking in a much different tone than they were before. They're ticked. They're really annoyed. Even a month beyond, they're really upset and frustrated. Um, and 
as you watch from a distance. Actually, go ahead and roll roll a stealth check for me. Uh, oh, bunch twenty five. Okay, like you clamber up onto a roof, and you're watching from a distance, hidden uh, in a place where they can't see you. After a little bit, you actually observe an older half elf who looks very much like one of these three, who's standing there bossing them around. These three half-elves are real annoyed by this. It's very Dad's clear... Dad's come to town, boys. <laughs> Daddy has come to town. <laughs> Stuff's not going well. Uh, so as you what observe... What happened to the business? You, it, <laughs> Don't move. E- I'm on my Charles, <laughs> no. Make a perception check. Your mother said you could handle this, and I knew better. She have known better. Uh, nine. Okay. Uh, you can't hear a ton, but that's exactly the speech that you're hearing. You're hearing him all the time making snide comments. It's like he'll go and he'll he'll sign off on a paper and then he'll turn and glare at them and say something out of the corner of his mouth that you know is super chiding. Uh, he'll go do something else and he'll come back and he'll smack the kid on the face. <laughs> and he's like, he, he's real mad. Um, as time goes by, they continue to rebuild, unless you'd like to interfere. Uh... No, I absolutely want them to go ahead and rebuild. Okay. Um, I would like to gain an audience with the father, if at all possible. Fantastic. Roll a 20. Uh, 14 on the dice, plus, I don't know, whatever, if there is a plus. Uh, we'll make this a persuasion check. Uh, persuasion, gonna be 14. Okay. <clears throat> You managed to get an audience with this guy. What is your cover? Or are you just going to come as you? Uh, I'm going to come... I'm going to come... Um, I'm going to come as me. Uh, so you approach this older uh, half-elf gentleman. He's silvering. If, if preferred, preferred, if it could be like a, like a private audience, like in like a room, or yeah. just like just on the street kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so the kids to come in as the business deal is done and they're like oh shaking hands I'm your new boss kids yeah okay um, so yeah you set up a meeting with this dude uh, just one second his name is Malfian Malfian my boy dude strong name <laughs> was his kid's name Chad or something <laughs> Derek yeah it's a group of Chads are just on <laughs> Chad Chad Chad, Derek, Chad. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I just thought of two things that I would like to do that are relatively minor. Okay. If there was somebody on the ship during the nine months that is an elf or a half elf, uh-huh. I would like to revisit like elf language lessons like I had learned it when I was like real little but I yeah, kind of yeah. forgot and favored the dwarven because I, like technically my character doesn't know elven okay but I'm gonna try to like Remote. tutelage um, that I'm gonna have you roll a I'm gonna have you roll a history check uh baller Okay, so you do. You actually, there's an elf on the crew, and he's a fairly regular member of the crew. Uh, and you, with your kind of knowledge and your memories, even though it's been a while, you're able to regain a semi-functional... I'll uh, put languages known elven passable. Yeah. Uh, broken elvish. Broken elvish. way to describe yeah. it. Um, okay, so uh, you come into Malfian's 
uh, office. This is in a separate place. Uh, it's not his home, but he has his own business that he runs um, that basically is like uh, um, a legal practice. Uh, he invites you into his office. Straight out the gate. I want to... Um, I just wanted to tell you my intentions first, and then we'll... Like, this is meta, yeah, yeah. me and you. Oh, okay, like yeah, Evan sure. and Mike. Then I'll, I'll put my chin I, I, I just want, you, well, I want you to get, a, uh, to get mm. across what I'm going for, even if I'm not great as right. great as the character. Okay. The idea is I want to um, effectively recruit this gentleman into the Bookbinders Club. And uh, just, you know, just... Uh, just making a make an acquaintance, you know, just sort of touch base. What are your plans for this bookbinders club? Like, what what does it mean for him to be part of it? Uh, it's it's just an exclusive gentleman's club. Like, I don't know yet. Is really like an elk idea. lodge? Is that is that the pitch you're giving him? What, what's your yeah, pitch? Let yeah, me ask it yeah, that way. Yeah, what? that's basically it. okay. Sweet. You know, is like so. Yeah. Uh, hey, if we yeah, if we, if we have these few you know couple people, we sort of all look after each other. You know, sort of your business helps my business, helps everybody. Sweet, sort of rise from the you know, cream of the crop kind of thing. So as you come into this building, his secretary uh, leads you up a flight of stairs and down an immaculately carved wooden hallway. Uh, beautiful building. Opens his office door. Inside, you see a very kind of plush office, uh, and and this stern older half-elf man sitting in a very high-backed chair with red velvet. Uh, what do you say? Do I know his name? Being a white knight? Yes. Okay. Um, then I, uh, I... I'm doing him to do a formal greeting. Okay. Something to the effect of, like, Sir Malpian or whatever, you know, yeah. you call a merchant lord, I guess. Yeah. Um, he has his nose... In the air the entire time sure. you're in. What? What? No, I'm a full elf. What brings you into my office? Uh, what brings me into your office is um, a proposition. What sort of proposition? Uh, one of. Um, I guess first and foremost, security. Um, I noticed your. I'm a. If I can be candid, I am uh, a white knight. So I'm, I'm pretty straight up with this guy, which I'm usually not super straight up with a lot of people, but. Sometimes honestly, dude. Sometimes you, you gotta be honest. You don't look like a white knight. Great. That's precisely why I'm a great candidate for such a thing. Very well. Why are you here? Uh, so I am here to uh, propose um, you joining uh, a, a recent club I've started, the Bookbinders Club. I have I no noticed, time for such frivolities. I noticed that your business was vandalized. He leans back a bit in his chair, still with his nose in the slight. air. It was not my business. It was the business of the mewling quims who work for me, who happen to also be my children. 
the proposition I have is this bookbinders club. The the idea behind it is uh, a group of like-minded entrepreneurs that look after each other. You know, help each other's business rise, cream the crop. What His eyes narrow a bit further. Rising tide lifts all ships. Each other's business. Yes. In what way would you help a legal practice such as mine? Uh, do I know this? Preferred customers, dude? Preferred customers, precisely. I say something slick, I don't know. Yeah. What would I say? Something like that? Yeah. Well, for example, everyone would know that you were in the club. So all of the members they would send their would use you as their legal service. Who else is in this club? I would like to know with whom my name will be associated. Understandable. Uh, I lie to you. Make a deception check. <laughs> oh! You make up a couple of names and. Sunny, the groundskeeper. Right, positions. Sunny, groundskeeper. Sunny, uh, boat lady. Yeah, you know that guy. Oh, pretty Sunny good though. And boat pretty lady. Good. Fourteen on the dice, my guy. I hate to tell you this, but lawyers are pretty good at picking oh, up a, I have no a bowl. Dang, crap. Oh wait, do I get advantage on this because I have that thing? Yes, absolutely. Wait, you the do. P? The P, or was that was for disguises? Oh, Are you disguised? I am not disguised. Oh, I said that's that. right. I said that you got to be disguised. Yep. So you do not. And unfortunately, that's I did not roll well for you. I am fairly well connected, and I have never heard of Sonny the Gardener. <laughs> Nor is he someone that I expect I should want to be associated with. Sonny the Gardener is like the shepherd of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid, mewling, freaking clown. Uh... I'm going to try something, and this may or may not work. Okay. Um, murder him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like an Edgar suit, bro. Chill. But then you technically have advantage. You have advantage. Are you uh, wearing someone's face? No. <laughs> oh, you're just eating. I ate off that piece. Oh. I want to. I want to sort of. This is sort of like my 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 ace in the hole. If I yeah, yeah. Do. Um, I'm going to... Reveal to me your ace hole. The ace hole is coming. Um, I want to use, <laughs> use this guy's self. Oh my gosh. In front of him. Okay. I want him to see this. I want him to see what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, show him a little bit of the goods. Yeah, show him just tilt the hand a little bit. like, oh, you know. And I want to turn into uh, Sonny the Gardener. And Are I you talk. turning into a furbolg? And talking in his accent, yeah. or are you, or are you pretending to be somebody else? Yeah, I'll have somebody oh, else. Sonny the gardener is a code name, right? For right. So, so my guys. question is: Are you literally going to turn into a furball with a hick accent, or are you going to be like, "I'm Sonny the gardener," and you're some like male model? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm basically. That's the the idea is I'm showing like, hey, dude. Okay. I am Sonny the gardener. Poof, Sonny the gardener. Perhaps this is useful. Your skills are impressive, I will admit that. But I'm still not entirely sure how this will benefit me. 
What are the perks of being part of this club other than your nebulous suggestions of supporting one another? Can I get... After looking around the room, or his office? Yeah. Can I get a vibe for anything he's interested in? Uh, for instance, Ryan's yes. office. Ryan's yeah, office yeah, yeah. has Batman stuff. Yeah. And that's something Mike Woodward would do. Be like, oh, dude, that's cool. Unusual suspects. He yeah. has an extensive collection of what would be maybe similar to gin in our world. So it's like very botanical spirits uh, that are made by elves. Uh, he has a vast collection. And you in particular are... Wait, you're you're elf, I'm four. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you recognize several of the labels. These are, like, expensive. Some of them are, you know, more This is some legit stuff, though. He's got a legit collection of these elven spirits. I pulled that in. There's all sorts of things we do. Okay, I tell you what. I will allow you to make a deception check to convince this guy that you are friends with people in the business. Oh, no, I don't have a drink, sorry. You should have talked to me more, dude. I'm a shipper. I ship things. You don't even know my backstory. (laughs) All I can think with that is the commercial, I shipped my pants. (laughs) I ship his pants. I ship your pants. I I shipped a bed. Oh, You didn't even know my backstory. Okay. I'm just the woman. This is it. Yeah. Do Please. It. Make it. Mm, nine. Nine. Better than six. Better than six. Did you roll good? I have brilliant news for you. You rolled bad. Uh, there's going to be a second fire at this show. So what I, what I do, if ever I roll against you guys, low is bad, high is good on my yeah. dice. Uh, I got a 20. On the dice. You manage to name drop a guy. This is completely not somebody that you know. But through sheer... <laughs> Mike Woodward, boy. Through sheer and luck. Through, <laughs> through absolute sheer luck. What you manage to do. Because of your connections with the White Knights. Jack. You are aware of several people who are in the liquor business. But you have no idea Daniels. who any... Right. Right. <laughs> You basically do that. You legit pull a name out of the hat that you know is vaguely connected to liquor, and it just so happens to be a guy who who works for a company that produces not any brand, his favorite brand. brand. His eyes. Coca-Cola. His eyes have been like slits this whole time, and they get about that much bigger. I might be convinced. He just shipped his pants. <laughs> to work something out with you. Well, uh, what I'll are the dues that. for your club? Oh, that's something you should have worked out. He I reaches. He reaches into his desk I and he pulls out a fairly sizable coin purse that he drops on the on the desk. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, sl- I slip him again. His eyes narrow. I slip it too. I'm just like it's when, like I'm the dude with the clipboard that everyone's just like, yeah, dude, he's got. A so again, he starts to slide this bag to you, but right as the bag's about to hit your fingers, he stops and says, "When will I get to meet him?" Listen, I um, 
I actually am going to. Uh, yeah, they do that. Um, the meta pigeon. Yeah. I um. I tell them my plans with a message. Like I'm like, hey, you know, me and my friends, we gotta go do something for the king. Okay. And then I'm planning on something next weekend. Next weekend, or whatever the equivalent is. I don't know how the I don't know if it's what they do. Again, you see the slightest corner of a smile, barely there, and then it's gone. That a boy. That a boy. He lets go of the gold pouch. Take your card. Yes, do I've got one. It was eight million gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the gold in this sucker, dude? Side note, I have lost a D10, and I don't know where I put it. You didn't know. You don't know anything about me. You guys don't even know my sweet backstory. Do you? This is playing some fun. I'm sorry. Just don't. I uh, go meet the group. But no, seriously, it was eighty gold in that gold pouch. Thanks, dude. Your money bags over here. Okay, uh, so you return to the group. Sunny. What do you want to be doing during this nine-month chunk? During the nine months? Or today to prepare. It's up to you. If there's something in particular you want to do today, Mike chose, Mike chose to go back in time. Yeah, I sort of like a red armor. Baller. Okay, so. Yes, of course. Request away. So I would like this, because it specifically says covered with spikes that are usually made of metal. But could be thorns. I want this to be thorns. Is there yeah. someone that could have made this? And who and what? Why would we need to do that? But the price isn't bad either. I mean, Does Rento work in wood, though? Uh, Probably yeah. Not. Well, metal arms. Probably not. But, but Elvin, though. Elvin, though. Yeah, I just saw Rento out. Roll a 20. Roll a 20, and Brom is actually going to give you advantage on this. My ward. No, I was thinking my, I was going to, oh yeah, my boy. Squire, get over here, boy. <laughs> my boyfriend. That's yeah. my boy. <laughs> my boyfriend. That's what I almost said. Like, I, I mean, I'm gay for him. I mean, <laughs> my, damn. We're fr- Back to the old ace hole. <laughs> so... What am I rolling for? Um, <laughs> He's like, I'm so gay. 15. Happy. Is that, you know what I mean? Like, it just, uh, it's okay. Because of my boyfriend. <laughs> You're fine, yes. yes. So, <laughs> you may... <laughs> you need land. I don't feel like you keep us calm. So, so, you, you managed to find a leather worker uh, who actually is a bit of a hippie. And he says that he would be willing, typically he has before made spiked armor, but he's never tried thorns, but he'd be willing to try for you. Or that of a different animal. Antlers, dude. Animal horns? I've never worked with animal horns before. Not in that way. Uh, sounds a little bit cruel to me. If they give you their horns, is it what they, That's the thing. I thought I was smoking good stuff. Uh, all right. I'll tell you what. If you bring me some gift horns, I'd be more than happy to attempt it for you. So I, I go and find like animals out in the wilderness. What was the price on the armor? What were they called? What is it? It was a shed. I mean, yeah. Shed. I just moved out of that. Sorry. No, you're fine. 
I should have asked stores. first. Oh, it's still there. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was 75. Because of the special request, it'll be 85. But he says he can do it for you. Okay. So you come back in. Hey. You come back about two weeks later after you've had this interaction, and he has crafted for you actually a pretty darn good-looking outfit. And the way that he's done it, uh, I'm trying to think of like what animal I would have found, maybe like deer and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. deer yeah, actually yeah. shed antlers. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. So the way that he has crafted this thing, he actually has used deer antlers that he's assembled into this armor, and the way that he's done it makes it look pretty cool, but not in a way that makes you stand out in a crowd. You're not going to be like, what the heck is that guy wearing? Um, it's like more like stuff yeah, yeah. letter on He did a really good job with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you have your spiked armor. Well done. I've never really made anything like this before, but I think it turned out pretty well. It never will again. It looks really good. Thank you. I will definitely recommend you more business than please you know, please do uh my name is vincent he's got a generator now vincent yeah <laughs> boy <laughs> my name is vincent i've been in this shop for a while and i love experimenting with things like this but uh this is the first time for me i have to admit sweet when he leaves i also show him the craftsmanship of my turtle shell shield that is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make that yourself? A gift. What a name. Well, Mr. Swampwater has a way with uh, turtles. Well, thank you for your business. It was good to meet you and your boyfriend. Okay. Um, I would like to do. I would like to pick up one additional thing. I don't have to roleplay this or anything. Okay. But uh, can I get a light crossbow and a quiver of silvered arrows? Yes. Oh boy. Okay. You, when yeah. he leaves, I want to intercept him at some point. Okay. With his new armor on. Okay. A half orc with one eye harasses him. Yep. Wait, do I know? This, is this now or later? Now. As you come out of the shop. Or... Oh, because that was before. No, you just came out of the shop that you just got the armor on. Two weeks ago. Two oh, two weeks yeah. ago. Okay, yeah, then it's now. Days. All right, then it's now. You look different. Take it back. I'm going heavy. Heavy crossbow. I'm sorry, I don't think Yeah, that's fine. Made acquaintances. Oh, stupid looking. Excellent. Stupid looking thing. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. He doesn't know what you are. (laughs) Alright. Yeah. Alright. Alright, alright. Alright, alright, alright. Are you, uh. Are you a rock? Yeah. I do. <laughs> Alright. I pull out a uh, I pull out my wine skin and I hand it to him like have a drink. It's made of good berries. Same <laughs> 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 for me. 
stupid looking. <laughs> <laughs> He's harassing the crap out of you, dude. But I feel like you of all people would get it. Do like a some sort of insight or perception okay, check. Because you're real good at that stuff, right? Generally, I mean. But you get a big plus, though, right? Oh, I got four. And I got four. Oh. You probably don't do it. He's throwing off too. You have better drink. It's a better drink. Okay. Why you got all these animals, man? This is weird. These are my friends. Mm. These are my group of friends that I choose to mm. accompany myself with. Okay. Turtle shells, weird freaking. Are you wearing your dude's clothes? I'm sorry? Are you wearing your one guy's clothes? Who's this guy's clothes? Thing? Thing. No. Okay. This dude doesn't even have armor on. He just looks like a regular dude. Hmm. Yeah, I've got to get back to work, so. <laughs> No, I don't. Okay. All right. No, I don't. So I walk away from this angry orc. As he does, I drop the disguise, and then I I, I meet I meet up with uh, I meet up with uh, Sunny. Okay. Like maybe ten minutes later. Okay. Like, hey, man, what's going on? No, not much. It's a very strange day. What's the deal? Sense. What do they sound like? What do they look like? There's all kinds of people who are weird in this town. You know that. Are they like this? Hey, man. <laughs> what do I do with them? What do I do with them? The, the bead. Yes. Fuck uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's exactly exactly like that. It sounds just like that. Yeah. That's weird. A lot of weird people. And I'm like thinking like, dude, you just probably get to it, right? Do you get it now, though? Like, does does Sonny get it? Uh, I think it keeps it more interesting. <laughs> or maybe with advantage. I feel like I'm laughing at this You moment. met this guy, too? Okay. Yeah, we'll set the team on the back, so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a clever joke. Oh, come on. I'm a, I'm a little... Upset. I'm a little, I'm a little too old for these kind of tricks, mm. but, uh... So am I. You should definitely pull that on a blue next time you see her. No, that's an idea. She'd get mad, though. She, yeah, you might she already mad. did get mad, actually. Yeah. She, she's, she, she's you just want to see me get hit. I mean, you trick an old man. He's going to trick you. What up, gentlemen? Um, oh, your day? Gwen. Hello. So you guys reconvene about dusk, and we're going to go ahead and fast forward this a little bit. Uh, waiting there for you are three large war horses and a cow that have been attached to a cart. You have two crates full of weapons, and when you crack them open, you discover that they are full of various swords, spears, uh, things of those sort, a few bows, some arrows, but none of them are particularly high quality. It's pretty obvious that these are the cast-offs from the, uh, from the military. Uh, basically, there are a few of them that, that have pretty serious gouges. You can tell they were blunted more than once and resharpened more than once. 
um, but this is the best that you can be afforded at the moment in order to equip these villagers. Sweet. As you guys begin to take off down the road, you begin to mend them, right? I imagine thinking, like, was walking up to the horses and, like, the cow. Yeah. I feel like Nick's like, Nick Nack's like, uh, cow's mine, so I'm going to take that one. I mean, you could ride behind him. I just feel like they're he immediately, like, I don't want it, but he immediately is like, They are, but someone. it only takes two of them to pull the cart. You could unhook them if you'd like to ride on them. Oh, does he ride? He rides on them. I said they're on a cart, but you could pull them off if you want to ride them. Oh. So Sunny House. Oh, we're on a cart. Again, the, the two in the lead, which are a horse and the cow, are able to be unhooked, and it can still be pulled along, but it's up to you. Uh, so... Uh, we'll go ahead and fast forward for the time being. You guys journey from A all the way around to D. So you have moved from Pelia to the port, to the port of Kings. Of Kings. Well, well Sunny's, it, when Sunny's like done mending or whatever the weapons, he's going to walk beside the, the horses and talk to them just like you would like your best bud. Nice. Okay. So you, well, you're already friends. I was going to say you struck up a friendship, but these are your horses and cows. So. Um, you guys... You guys make your way along. Uh, you do pass through kind of the outskirts of Wayfell, uh, and you guys are amazed, as always, to see it. It's a beautiful city. Um, gardens growing. And at this point in time, uh, we are kind of entering fall, roughly. We're entering fall. Uh, so that you can see there are a whole lot of, like, gourds and things like that, several sunflowers that are popped up. It's a really pretty kind of display as you go by. Uh, you, you make, make your way, way into the Port of Kings. Kings. You're going to cut through in order to make your way into the village of Bree. As, As you come through, this place is absolutely packed. Uh, people everywhere. And they're all like hustle and bustle. It's got a very New York City feel as you go through with people that are trying to sell you stuff. Multiple times you pass by, people are offering to sell you all sorts of things, leaning up into the cart like, hey, hey, you want to buy this? Um, but you ignore them all. You continue to make your way through, and eventually you come up onto the outskirts of the village of Bree. There are several miles of, of some more or less open land, slightly wooded in between these two cities, uh, but nothing too eventful happens through there. But as you come out of the woods and as you first encounter uh, the village of Bree and see it in the distance, um, there are a few men who approach you. They have been camped out uh, on the outskirts of this, of this uh, forest and appear to be more or less waiting for people like you to come through. Can I argue something with Gwen real quick? Yeah. Gwen, you've done quite a bit of traveling as of late, right? With the port? Yes. To the Navy or whatever? Yes. Do you ship things, or is this more of a military operation? Um, now it's more military. Oh. I grew up as a shipper. Awesome. I have a question. Do you know... Jack Daniels. Like whatever the actual name is. Whatever the is. elven version of this guy's name is. Shockwave. Do I? Do I? Sorry, I totally missed what you're talking about. He, he wants to know if I know this Jack Daniels as a in my show. Illidan Glassheart is probably his name. Yeah, Illidan. <laughs> you're exactly <laughs> correct. How did you know that? Illidan Glassheart. Do I recognize this name from my uh, shipping days? Yeah, you do. Okay. Um, yes, yeah. Oh, you have. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you know where he lives? Or his business, I'm sorry, his business. <laughs> do you have his cell phone number? <laughs> um, we did 
Like, have you shipped any of his goods, we, perhaps? We mostly sold things, and, uh. and but um, you know, I know of obviously he was highly sought after sure. in the islands. Sure. I was just trying to maybe get a an audience with him if I could. Perhaps I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, what do I do? I know I know you have to like make all this up on the spot, but like, what do I know about? What, what are, are your connections? Yeah. Um, you, you don't, don't have, have any connections, connections with this person, person. Um, but, but you're, you're just aware, aware in the same sense that you're aware of Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah. Um, so, is it, I mean, I guess what I'm asking is it like, hey, I know that Hershey's is in like Hershey, Pennsylvania, like, or uh, you know, Jim Beam's in Kentucky. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, is it similar to that? Like, so, so you, you actually are aware um, that he is in a, a. Oh, what's that one? That Elvin one. High Hearth. He is definitely not in High Hearth. We'll explain that oh, okay. later. Sorry. But uh, he is in... No, no, no. That's a, it's a good guess, but no. He actually is in the country to the south of you, which you guys have not explored much yet. You're not really aware of any of the geography there because you haven't been there much, but it's this country that's to the south of what I have drawn right here. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, it's quite far, actually. We had no direct dealings at all. Could we get there? Eventually. <laughs> you most places. Could, Could you walk, walk to Tijuana? Sure. I, is it like landlocked, or is it like are there port cities? Like, well, this is all sea, can... I think, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, I shouldn't really know how how far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're not, not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, you've never, never been there. there. Maybe what? What the interest? Actually, it would be difficult. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't want to squash all of your RP, but let's come back to this later because we have like 20 minutes left. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so, no, 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 you're good. Okay, um, I have saved a living glass heart, though. We'll come back to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also didn't want it to be easy. No, dude, this is going super hard. Okay, so as you, again, as you guys come out of the woods, you see a couple of hooded figures. You do have an opportunity to see them before they see you, but only just. So, if you would like to do something, you can. What you see, you see two male figures that are wearing cloaks, have hoods pulled up over them, and they're smoking pipes. I ready my crossbow. Okay. I normal crossbow bolt. Hide. I hide. Yeah, but okay. I'm going to do it like try to get the drop over, over and I'm going to have it like ready, but like under the cloak. And my favorite horse. There you go. Okay. Uh, and as we go, Knickknack has been sort of humming to himself, not really paying too much attention to what's happening. He's just uh, thinking the spin is phenomenal. As you guys roll closer, you hear a whistle from up ahead. Yeah, exactly like that. How did you know? As you hear this whistle, uh, these two figures tap out their pipes, stuck them inside their robes, and then they step out in front of your cart, causing you to come to a halt in front of the two of them. Do we have any sort of an accompaniment, or is it just us? It's for, for now, now. It's, it's just, just you guys. Uh, then, as we get closer, before we come to a stop, I'm gonna yell out with prestidigitation to kind of like elevate my voice yeah. a little bit. Hey, clear the road. Uh, are you altering your voice at all, or is it obvious you're a woman when you do this? Obviously, I'm a woman. Okay, okay I didn't know with your prestidigitation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get under. How how much space is there between the ground and the cart? Uh, enough for you to lay under it. Okay, but I'll like stand it's fairly standard horse front like full pirate ship. Like, I'll stand up, like, like, leg leg boosted up, and again, crossbow's still at the ready, but, like, tucked into the thing. I'm like this. Up under the cart. You're under the cart. 
Okay. Come on. Like Spider-Man. Well, I got the the boots. With your head just like sticks and roots. That's why I was asking how much how much space there was. Yeah, you're fine. You do that. Okay. So the car comes to a stop then about 20 feet away from these guys. Uh, one of them pulls back his cloak. You can see that he's a human male. He has shaved his head, and he has a weird tattoo kind of coming right down the middle, almost like a mohawk. Uh, and he calls out to you, Hey, uh, where are you guys going? To pull out. Even though I'm under the car, like I'm... Pull out my butt. Make a stealth check. Bree? Yeah, Bree is in it. Twelve. To Bree. So not my best work. Ah, Bree says they're going to Bree. The other hooded figure doesn't pull his hood down, doesn't react. So if you could, please clear the road. Yeah, yeah, no problem. But hey, uh, listen, maybe you haven't heard, but there's actually a toll for you to get through here. Make a perception check. Uh, not good. Sure. Less than ten, for sure. Yeah, nine for me. Yep. Give me one moment while I draw stuff. All right. I ask Gwen. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a sailor, so I'm gonna I'll I'll just sure. say, is it just the two of you then? You don't worry about that, sweet cheeks. Uh. We just want the toll. Do you want me to shoot? That's all I say. Okay. Um, do not give away your position. And I'll fire a shot at this guy's feet. Shoot! And I'll immediately start to reload. Is that it? Or would you like some more? Everybody roll initiative. Go ahead and place your figures wherever you are. This is the cart. Our boys. Are right there. Wait, I said twenty feet. Twenty feet from the horses. Those guys oh, dude, I I'm gonna have to buy that Gwen Mini. He just looks like so much better than What's your Man, Hero Forge gets better like every week. What's that? Which character you using? It really does, doesn't it? Yeah, I keep looking at it, and they have more and more cool stuff. Oh, there's over there, right? So that's on your Yeah. <clears throat> you sweet woodland battle music for us? Are we, are we yep. using that? I am loading it up now. Uh, oh, we're in the woods. Yeah, I'm going to... We'll, we, we won't use Big, uh, Big Mac. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't use Nick Mac. Uh... So for the, most part, for the most part, if somebody's not here, we'll use them for RP, but not for combat, because it just gets kind of hectic. Playing. And I'll, I'll downscale the difficulty to compensate. Um, question. So we're, yes. we are outside of the city? You are well outside the city limits okay. uh, in both directions. You so we can, just pass through Wayfield yes. and onto... Yep. And you can, you can see Bree ahead of you. Uh, you're still maybe five miles out. Uh, you can see it ahead, but you guys are on the outskirts of these woods. So I've kind of drawn up the, the perimeter of the woods. Everything in there is passable, but if you get into the woods, uh, you are going to suffer disadvantage on ranged attacks, but you're also going to take disadvantage on ranged attacks against you. Uh, so basically everyone has. And your movement is halved, because there's lots of trees. Unless you're a wood elf. 
Right. I'm not a wood elf. I'm Unless you're, you're a wood elf. Or magic. Woman. Give me your initiative, boys. Fifteen. Seventeen. There you go. Sweet. Oh, big guy. Dang, dude. Rolling out. Oh, that's so too good. Listen, guys, all we want is the toll. So how about you put away the bow and get out your purse, pretty lady? <laughs> Knick-knack mine the cop, and I'll put the crossbow down, flip off my cloak, and grab my splint mail underneath. Woo! And She's I taking will... her clothes off, boys! Yeah, I'll pull the shield out, and I will just start walking up to him. Okay, so, so let's begin the initiative. I'm going to put you on the ground. Uh, opposite, oh, yeah, you're uh, other side, by the, by the front horse on the left, so like opposite you. Yep, there we go. Uh, Mike, you're so, dang, we keep covering up that mic. It keeps tipping over, that microphone. It's just me. Okay. Uh, Mike, where are you? You're still under the cart, correct? Yes. Okay, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Uh, first up is Danny. What do you do, boss? Well, well it's weird. I, I can't really see you. Now I'm just going to, like, reach into my dust pouch and go... And, like, this is going to, like, just like a big dust cloud pops up and it covers them. In. Yes! So they need to make a... Dex save? Dex save. They both failed the deck save. Oh! Double fail. No one hiding or invisible in that area. Range. They are. Yeah, it's like a twenty foot circle. No dice. But both of those guys can be marked. We have. Oh, we do have. Hey. Mark them up. Hey, I just sent it to me. I'll get it. Do it. They have both been hit with fairy fire. Tragic turn of events. Actually, you know what? Got a bonus action. Might as well use it. Right? Go off. Use on it, man. No, use it. Not twenties. For life. Yeah, this will be our only combat encounter tonight. So. Okay. I'm gonna use my uh, my totem, and I'm gonna make a bear totem. Okay. So we have advantage on strength checks, and we instantly gain some temporary HP. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You so we get plus hit points equal five plus zero. So we get seven. Everybody gets seven temporary HP. Nice, seven temporary HP to all players. Wow, that's actually really good. I don't know how to add that temp HP seven. It's good because I'm probably about to get hit. True that. Yeah. Next up, Adam. Okay. Um, I will charge at the... Yellow was the one that was uh, coming on to you. Excellent. So charge at him. As you rush him, um, and we'll still play it out like normal, but he uh, throws off his cloak, and you can see that he has a pair of scimitars that he whips out. Oh, okay. So I only had my shield out in case I was getting, like, going to get hit, like, on my way up. Yeah, yeah. to boost that up. So as I get closer, I'm going to drop it, grab the great sword, and just kind of like in one go, go from yeah. like a top right to bottom left. Just Do it. Make, make your attack roll. Thank you. Great uh, weapon. I, yeah, I'm going to do this great weapon master, which is needed. Pretty good. So 
It's going to be a 19, 14. 14 to hit? 14 to hit. Yeah. What was the 19? Uh, it's a 19 minus 5. Oh, okay. Uh, that does not hit. So you swing out with your great sword, and he definitely kind of shifts his shoulders and watches it go by. Uh, next up, Mike. Michelangelo. She boy. She boy. Okay. Um, I'm going to move out from under this. Is this like a like what? I, I what's did that the, backwards? I'm sorry. Advantage means you take the higher number. That actually would have been a twenty. It would have been an eighteen. Then you do hit. So right, hold up, pause. My bad. I was just like, you man, do hit. I was like, you look pretty like, good. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like <laughs> dude, you're yelling at a plus no, two. I, yeah, I took like the really lower weird. number. That was really stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, it's like an it's an 18. Roll, Roll your damage. damage. Oh, okay. What's your sorry guys, I don't play off. Plus? <laughs> plus six. Yeah, I have a six plus six. This is, this is five, my first time. What a new great webmaster. Cool. So three seventeen. Baller seventeen damage. Yeah, that's yeah, that's is it a three roll one to two? No. Yes. Is no, it, I, yeah, it no, is. Dude. I re-roll. I re-roll. Is that great weapon fighter? That's the, the fighting style? Do you have uh, it? Like no, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah re-roll one. Oh, you do have the, oh, you do yeah, have the fight. You do have the fighting style. Yeah, I, just, I do have the fighting style. I just helped James, style. I just helped James make yeah. his paladin character. I, you can't double re-roll, no. so. Um, just one other. One yeah, so it's 18. 18 damage. One extra damage? Yeah. Got to drop a smite in it? Sure. Yeah, I can do that, too. Is it 2d8? Yeah. Okay. I just helped James make a paladin. So, so. <laughs> it's an additional 3, an additional, an additional 8, so 26 damage. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> like crack of thunder and a flash of lightning. Yes. Funny, I was just about to say that. You hit this guy, he staggers hard as you hit him. A massive gash appears across his armor, and soon enough blood begins to seep through it. Mike, what are you doing? Okay, I want to... What's what's the top of the cart look like? Is this a, is there a is it a covered cart? No, you got it. It's, it's open. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm actually gonna come up. Just I'm just gonna basically stand, just like, like this. Okay. And I'm going to uh, snipe this gentleman. Right Do here. it. You going for the green? I'm going for the green. Yes. Okay. Uh, not my best work, but it's still passable. What's that? Six, uh, 16. 16. Uh, which wins? I always uh, if it matches, this. it hits. It, then you hit. Okay. It's 2d6, correct? Yep. First sneak attack, I believe. Alright. And a d8. <clears throat> What's that? 10 plus 4, 14. Nice. Yeah, 14, 14 damage. damage. Did you roll the advantage? I did. That's the advantage. Okay. Uh, That's why I automatically got sneak attack. Next is these two well, boys. I mean, I guess so, no. still reeling from this hit, the guy kind of... He kind of braces himself, basically, to try to stop the bleeding, but he still lashes out two swings at you, Gwen. Does a 16 hit you? Uh, 16. This is because you got, the, you got that fancy got new that armor, man. Upgraded. Nice. Takes two swings, but clearly he's he's off from that hit. Both swings go right in front of you. 
Um, next, green guy is actually going to step up and around, uh, so that way he's next to you, adjacent to you, and he too throws off his cloak, is wielding a pair of scimitars. And he misses both times. Man, these guys have real bad aim. But unfortunately, uh, as he swings, you hear him yell, and as he does, you hear sounds from within the woods on either side of you. Okay. You are the closest to not technically engaged in combat. Make a uh, perception check for me. Okay, you hear sounds to your right and your left, but you're not able to pinpoint exactly where they are coming from. Okay. Uh, top of the round, to Danny. And just a quick reminder, time is ticking, so let's try to move our turns as quick as we can so we can finish the combat. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, uh, I, I actually just say, I was like, what's up, what's around, boys? And I run up forward. I'm actually, as I'm going to come up, you see me reaching my hand, my darker, as always. This time when I pull it out, instead of dust, there's just blood on my hand. I put it right on this guy's Ooh, forehead. And nasty. I, and I inflict wounds. Do, Do it! That's yeah. awesome. Gross. Crazy dirt you got over here. Do you Mr. get advantage? Oh, I do have advantage. Yeah, yeah melee. Not great. Um, Yikes. Let me see here. 17. 17. That, that does, does hit. hit. Awesome. 3d10, boys. Pretty solid. Yeah, 3d10. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Woo! Sixteen necrotic damage. Nicely, Nicely done. done. And I, as it hits him, it, I just imagine like this, like like Sunny's eyes just kind of flick black for like half a second, yep. and it's just like you hear like this. It's just like it's just like almost like a surge of like what you imagine like darkness would sound like. I guess like in a movie, like. Whoa. And so, so if you've seen if you've seen Order of the Phoenix, when Harry has the words appearing on his arm, like as the as he's writing, it's like cutting up his arm. That's what you see all over this guy. These gashes just suddenly appear all over his body. He howls in pain. Blood begins to pour. Uh, next, Adam. Excellent. Uh, yeah, more of the same. I'm gonna hit this guy with my great sword. Great sword. Oh well, there's double sixteen, so this is a uh, seventeen to hit. Nice, seventeen hits. Okay. Uh, no smite this time. Bring the pain. That a boy. Ten. How does he die? Okay. So yeah, so with this one, just straight to the ground as he swings at me, just kind of parrying him away. And I'll just swing it up and just straight, like, through his chest, pin him to the ground. Yeah. And, again, as this uh, great weapon master feat, if I kill a creature, I can attack. You can make bonus a bonus action, action attack yeah, after killing that's something. that's right. Dude. Yes. And I'll, I'll, like, drop him down. I'll look him, like, amazing. straight in the eye as he, like, dies because I'm a sailor. Superstition. <laughs> so I take that little bit of his soul and then swing around at the Do other it. guy. Make, make your next attack. attack. Uh, oh, yes. that's a one. Dude, that and fairy. Thank goodness for that, for that advantage, man. That would have been real bad. Fairy fire, so 19, dude. So clutch. Uh, 20 damage. Shoot, how does he die? Uh, clean that head. Boom. Okay. You hear howls of anger and fear from within the woods. As you do, you hear sounds from this direction of someone running away. Yeah. <laughs> Over here, you see, hear sounds getting louder. All right, uh, Mike, brace you're yourselves. Up. Uh, I would like to bonus action yep. hide. 
Okay. Yeah, a little bit of a lisp when he said that. <laughs> I like to <laughs> bonus So, Mike, you, you dive onto the ground, and luckily the way these two bodies fell, they're enough that they give you cover and could conceal you behind your friends and these two bodies on the ground. So you dive, make your hide. Or stealth check, sorry. Two bodies. Two guys just died right there. Oh, you're in the cart, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you dive into the cart on your belly, make a stealth check. Uh, yep, that'll do. a bunch, 23 or something. Yep, yep. You, you are, are invisible. invisible. And that was my bonus action. Uh, I would like to use my move action to uh, get into a position where I will be able to uh, shoot someone, and I'm going to ready my action. My, my action yes. is going to be readied. So I'm going to probably, like, just, like, lay down and then pop up kind of a deal. Aim small, miss small. Yeah. Fantastic. Make a perception check. Uh, 11. Innocent child. Straight through the heart. You cannot see exactly where this guy is, but you have a general idea from the sound. Okay. Question. Uh, Does my... Yes. Familiar give me any sort of advantage on that? What is your familiar? It's a snake. It's a blind sight, but it's not super far away, so... Yeah. I don't think it'll impact you. That's fine. Okay. Uh, as you drop, this guy didn't see you, didn't pay attention. So suddenly, a figure emerges from the woods and runs right at the Furbolg. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go ahead and shuffle him around, he's going to run up to you from the woods. Right there. It's like you read my mind. Uh, this guy is wielding a battle axe. Next level, I'll get like those. I'll get that. Okay, he runs up behind you, and he takes a swing. Shoot, son. That was a good swing. 22. It's. Nope. Hearing this, do I get my attacker now? You take nine damage. He swings out with his battle axe, hits you across your right shoulder. You feel pain and hot, wet blood. Uh, back around to the top, Danny. Hearing that, do I get three minutes left. Yes, you now see where this guy is. I miss. Okay. Sonny hit, gets hit. He's like, oh! And he, he reaches forward and we don't he, have he actually put it uh, with nah. the jar of dirt, slaps the dirt onto Gwen's back, giving you shield of faith. The, plus two yes! Plus two. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. And you Excellent. can't be afraid. And then he's going to turn around and hack this guy with this scimitar. Do it! Um, with, which not, he pulls out the jar of dirt. Uh, 18? 18 hits! Nicely done, Adam. Um, I without the without the advantage, I'm just gonna do just a regular attack. No, no great weapon. Do it. Um, twenty-one. Twenty-one absolutely hits. Here we roll both of those, dude. Thank you, Danny, for that. I do um, ten damage. Nice job. Nicely job. Okay, uh, Mike. Uh, I'm going to take another shot. Do it. I'm Yikes. Uh, our big combatant now with uh, Gwyn in his face. I keep wanting to call you Ren. Uh, okay. With Gwyn in his face, takes a swing at you. Is it because Crit in real life I look like fail. a Yeah. yeah. 
He takes a swing at you, but he trips. As he does, he drops his battle axe and falls prone. That's a good point. Yes. Danny. Yeah. He is now prone in front of you. I forgot that, but that's a good point. Which, you already have advantage from the fairy fire, but since he's... No, he's not fairy fire at all. Oh, you're right. Okay, but well, then you have advantage because he's prone. Yeah. Yeah, I just do another scimitar attack. Do it. Super. Wait, is he giving up? Like prone? Nat no. 20. No. Oh, <laughs> yes. He stumbled. Got it. Uh, 12 plus 3, 15. Dang. <laughs> is that your double dice? Yeah, well, I, do, I just doubled the number. Oh, yeah. That's usually how okay, I Okay, nice like job, Adam. Uh, I will do Great Webmaster again since he's on the ground. Uh, nat 20. Yes! Yeah, Roll so in hot! Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't think I'm gonna need it. 48! This guy's hurting pretty bad. What's the odds? You're never gonna do it again. I guess it's your last one, right? You can smite him now. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> uh, I'll smite the guy. Be the, over, the overkill okay. killer. So that's, uh, I get a reroll of two on my weapon dice, which is better. Oh, so that, so better. first roll, yeah. it's 10, 22. So 32, because I did Great Weapon Master. 36 plus, uh, I don't know, help me out here. A bunch. Gwen raises 32, her great sword above her head and preps for a golf swing. How much? Her 41. blade slices through the air, singing as it goes. And that's where we're going to call it quits for tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Uh... This has been fun. I know we didn't get a lot of combat, but I think we set good grounds for what's coming next. I'm so excited for you guys to get into this town. Anyway, thank you guys movie. for listening. We'll look forward to picking up next week. As always, on behalf of Danny, on behalf of Mike, on behalf of Adam, and even Lance, who's not here. R.I.P. Lance. Uh, I'm Evan. Thanks for listening to the Wizard 10 Games Podcast. We will catch you on Flippy. Yeah.